well met travelers and welcome to the kinky tavern pull up a stool what do you have to drink here we're going to talk about different aspects of kink leather the BDSM community relationships within it and so much more all opinions voiced in this podcast are just that opinions and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. If you are under 18 years of age, please ask a parent or guardian if you can listen to an educational podcast about BDSM and make sure they are willing to talk to you about the things you might hear. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you I'm Miss Dizzy. And I am Pup Rocker. And if you're listening, I think you already know where you're at. You're at the Kiki Tavern. Welcome. Thanks so much for coming along on this journey. We're hoping to share our experiences with you, document our journey through kink, and hopefully normalize it with the so-called normies along the way so that, you know, people don't feel like they have to be ashamed of who they are and what they like to do. So again, thank you for coming on this journey, and I hope that you enjoy it just as much as we do. So I wanted to take this opportunity, this this episode, to kind of talk about community, about the kink community, and explain what it is. So I think most of us started on FetLife. Yeah. And, um, or Collar Space, or Pub Space, one of the social media uh kink-specific social media platforms. So I actually have a question from Cujo underscore the underscore puppy on FetLife. Is FetLife a dating app? And actually, Cujo did ask that question and then in capitals answered, FetLife is not a dating app. Absolutely right. It is not a dating app. FetLife is absolutely not a dating app. There are sections on FetLife for classifieds and things like that. But it is, it is not a dating app. Um, what FetLife is, is it's basically Facebook for kinksters. There are groups where you can go in and talk about things, learn about things. There's events on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, classes that you can attend. Just There's a lot speaking, of information. Speaking of events, our, our same friend, Cujo, asked, what the heck is a munch? Oh, yes. A munch. So a munch is basically when when the whole kink thing going to events and everything started it was that's what they called it they would go and eat first and chit chat and talk and then sometimes they would go to a play party afterwards or go to somebody's house and play and so they just started calling them munches and so basically what that is is you there's a you go to a restaurant or something. They usually have like a room reserved in the back or a sectioned off place. Uh, you go, you chit chat with people. Um, sometimes there's vendors. Sometimes there's classes. Right. Sometimes you just sit around and talk and eat. Yeah. And it could be kink conversation. It could just be normal conversation. It, mm-hmm. It's just getting to know the people in the community, not necessarily in the kink sense, but also in the personal sense. These are these are not just people that 
do all the crazy sex stuff. They're they're people just like you or the your grocery store clerk or whoever. <laughs> And there are also a lot of different kinds of groups. They go all the way from, you know, the, the larger community where it's co-ed, you know, um, boys, girls, tops, bottoms, et cetera, et cetera, um, all the way in between switches, non-binary, whatever. Um, they've also got like the female-led relationship kind of community, which is one of the big ones we're a part of, despite yes. the fact that I am a non-binary person i am female presenting and so therefore i do identify as a dom um with an e <laughs> yes a dummy dame um and so we are part of the female-led relationship community um but as well as the co-ed community we really yeah. and then there's even more specific kink groups like we're also doing uh pup events yes um i know there's some primal events in our area um, there's rope events, there's yes. events where they have a class and then it's just a regular play party. Mm -hmm. um, edge play events. Edge play events, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot out there. It's not just we go eat and then we go and beat each other up and have sex and all this. It's There's more to it than just that. And it's, when you go to a munch, you're, you're going to pay for your food and maybe for a ticket price. And then you're also going to pay to get into a play party. None of these things mean that you're going to have a scene. None of these things mean that you're going to meet the dom or dame or sub or slave of your dreams. Yeah. It just simply means you can you are paying to keep the lights on so that we can keep having events and keep meeting as a community and giving these opportunities to meet other people, to meet the dom and dame of your dreams. Right. And that money that pays for the ticket also goes to people that come in and do classes and uh, just equipment and stuff for the dungeon and everything that goes into it the water that they need there to provide for you to have to drink after for your scene or whatever or snacks things like that speaking of classes there are events that are held that are solely based on education there's no play involved there's no sex involved um you are fully clothed sitting at a table probably talking and discussing kink um they also our local one kinky coffee also holds zoom events as well as the in-person events and i think those are monumentally important because there needs to be a safe space for people to learn about kink where they don't feel propositioned to behave in any sort of certain way to be kinky, you know, those are kind of those neutral spaces in between the normies and the kinksters where you can start to try and learn about it before you jump in head first. And I think that's really important to have. Yeah. And especially with our local group, um, we always have a theme around the night, like the, that session, basically. Kind of like episodes of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, they have a virtual meetup, which is very nice if you can't make it because of whatever reason, and you can just kind of jump on and listen, or you can talk or do whatever. But there's also an in-person one where you can get to meet the people and talk to the people, not just have the discussion, but also have that connection with the other people. Absolutely. It's a great way to get started into events, um, to learn about things, to learn about the groups in your area. 
most of the time the people that run these groups are very neutral. They're Switzerland. They're not going to tell you anything that's not confirmable by, by evidence they've seen. They have a very non-biased approach. And usually the people who lead those events are very, they've been in the community a very long time, so they've seen everything. Um, which brings me to another question that we got from uh, one of our good friends, uh, Cutie Patootie on FetLife. Um, she asked, how would you go about bringing a friend into the BDSM community? Well, I would definitely have them jump on FetLife, make a profile, um, join groups that are local and groups that are specific to their kink so that they can learn, so that they can grow, so that they can figure out what events they want to go to. If you currently go to events, see if they want to go to one of yours with you or if you can go to one of theirs with them. Um, it helps, like, I know so many people that have come tried to come to events all alone and end up sitting in their car scared to death to come in because they think, I don't know, they're going to walk in and immediately be thrown in a collar and leash and thrown on the floor or something. <laughs> and that's not at all what happens. So I would just say, you know, definitely take it slow, um, but have fun. Yeah. So join a Fet Life. Um, one thing that our good friend Laudanum Lullaby mentioned, manners. Have good manners. If you don't know what good manners are, look them up. My FetLife name is M Dizzy. That's E M D I Z Z Y. I've got some stuff on there in my writings. There are thousands of other writings out there. I am sure that have manners advice for you. There is no excuse to have bad manners in this community more than once. No, I mean you should treat each other as you would expect to be treated. I mean, it's it's a community. It's not going to be anything crazy it's it's a place where you go to yeah just like any other group event yeah with any other group of people you've got to treat each other with respect you can't treat people like fetish machines <laughs> well i mean it, unless that, that's what they want i'm into that i'm sure you are i'm into a lot of it um but, i would also say definitely like explore don't stick with the first group you go to or the first, uh, you know, person you meet is your mentor, you know, and that may work out great, but meet other people, meet other groups, see if that's where you really, really belong. Uh, not only that, but especially if you're a newbie, do research, look up these things, look up the terms, look up what, what a, femdom is or a master-slave relationship. I mean, there's not too much... I mean, you can learn stuff on Google, but you can at least get an idea of what it is, rather than just going into it blind, not knowing what any of this stuff is. Well, and then you can attend classes. If you look in the events tab on FetLife, there are a lot of classes to attend. Some are virtual, so you don't even have to be vetted through anything. You just get to take it. Uh, some are, and some are virtual, and you do have to be vetted, but regardless, yeah. uh, some are going to be in person, and you're going to have to go through a vetting process. Usually, like with our group, that means you go to a munch, you bring your ID for a background check, we make sure there's nothing violent or sexual um, violent history in your yeah. uh, record, and then 
you're in for the party. Um, you're in for the classes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty harmless process. I, you and just come and talk and speaking of vetting, um, yeah. I think that vetting is really important for newbies, especially um, yes. if you meet somebody and you think they're going to make a good mentor, ask the people around them. Yes. Ask the ask the head of the group. Ask the trusted leaders. You can tell. You can tell who's trusted. You can tell who has people's respect. Yeah. Vetting is one of the probably one of the most important things about the community. Rather than like just talking to someone on FET and messaging them and just going and meeting them somewhere. Without, they can tell you anything. Yeah, they can be some old creepy guy who just wants to lure you into his dungeon and do whatever he wants to you. And you may be into that, but you may not. Right. But the munches and the events, they're, they're a safe space where you can go and meet the people and get that safeness that you don't have to worry about someone bringing you back to their dungeon and locking you up and doing whatever to you. Safety is super important in this community. You know, what it is that we do is, is dangerous. It has its risks. I mean, that's, that's the whole point. We'll have to go over the different types of play sometime, but almost everything, prick, rack, it has the word risk in it. We're taking risks and we're calculating those risks. And to mitigate some of them, you've got to vet. You've got to know who you're playing with. Yes. All right. And from Rainbow Punk Nico on Vet Life, we have what are some of the big misconceptions people often have prior to entering a community for the first time? <laughs> Thanks, Nico. Yes, thank you. Um, for me, like when I first went to my when I went to my first event, um, I was expecting like, you know, the whole like rich people, like the, this is a rich people's thing and they have like all the fancy things and all that. Eyes wide shut kind of. Yeah, that or even, I hate to say it, but Fifty Shades almost, but yeah. Um, no, it, I mean, that's, that was how I viewed it, but it's, it's not that. These are just normal people. They're, they're. Like I said, they're anyone. They could be your grocery store clerk or the pet store owner. It is whatever. really interesting that, you know, when I first started, I felt like coming to these events was this big, naughty secret, this scary, scary, dangerous thing I was doing. And now it's like, it's as normal as grabbing a coffee with a friend. It's our normal weekend. Yeah, we'll go <laughs> talk and watch someone get fisted, and it's great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think a lot of the misconception is that it's all about sex, that all we do at these things is, you know... Orgy, 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 orgy. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not. It is... Everything is negotiated, first of all. Yes. You don't just do something. You talk about it first. Yes. Uh, so everything is negotiated. Consent is huge. Huge. Communication, huge. So... You definitely have to. Yeah. When you go into, even when you go into a, like a play space for the first time, you're, I mean, you're not going to see just 
people fucking everywhere. I mean, there may be a little bit of that, but what you're going to see is different types of scenes. They may involve sex, they may not. It could be mm-hmm. a simple, just a little scene where they're just you're just coloring or whatever, something simple like that. Or it could be something like a knife play scene that's very intimidating and threatening and very intense. I mean, there's a lot that can happen in a play space that not just, it's not just sex or. Well, and what's funny is it's a little bit of exactly what you're thinking Mm -hmm. and a little bit the exact opposite of what you're thinking. Yes. Because you will sometimes run into scenes that you're like, wow, what did I just watch? I feel like that broke some boundaries. And if you have concerns like that, later when those people are resting, talk to them about their scene or talk to someone that's trusted in the community about that scene. 99% of the time, that fear in the bottom's eyes was negotiated. Those tears running down their face were negotiated. That blood was negotiated. So we've talked a lot about what the community is, but I really want to talk to you about why it's important. And some of those reasons are the vetting, like we were just talking about. You know, having safety and trust and relationships is really important in order to keep yourself safe in this risky behavior. Yeah, that safety is the main reason why we have the community. If there wasn't a community there, that you'd just be off on your own and not knowing who the person was or what you were doing and have no knowledge of, is this safe or not? Am I doing this right? Or no way to learn. Yeah. There's, there would be no source to go to. And if there was a source, it'd be, it'd be somewhere. It's like trusting Wikipedia, right? It'd be somewhere that's so hard to get to. And it'd take a lot to get to it. And even when you do get to it, you still don't know whether that person knows what they're doing, is being safe about it, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I think another big thing is the friendships. The <laughs> friendships that I've made in the community it's like have gone both ways in a very intense way. It's like having a family almost. It is. It really is. We we have our polycule, and we have our leather family, yes. and we have our femdom family. I mean, honestly, we've got so much family and love within the community. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the community itself is one big family. It is. We're all there to support each other and not judge each other and be open. There's a thing that people say in the community that's, is, uh, that's uh, your kink may not be my kink, but it's okay. So it's like, there's no judgment. You, you go there, you talk to the people, you do what you want to do, and it's safe and no judgment and open and... It's a little window of time and place where you can be yourself yeah and not be ashamed a lot of people they come into the community because of 
they feel afraid to be who they really are in their normal lives. So in, in a sense, they kind of lead a double life, but it's... At they, least they have this They have life. a place, yeah. They have a place to go where they're not afraid to to wear the dress that the bearded guy... You don't see the bearded guy wear the dress in public, but they can go to this place and wear the dress if they want to and not feel judged. They can just be who they want to be. Exactly. And, you know, since it's such a wonderful place, we want to make sure that it stays healthy. And our friend V Pandemonium uh, did send in a question and asked, what are the top three things you need in order to build and keep a healthy community going? And this one, man, Vincent, we saw this question and we were like, oh, thanks. Let's go real deep, why don't we? But honestly, we need communication. Communication is number one. You have to be in discussion with everything, yes. with the standards of behavior that you're gonna uphold, with the standards for vetting that you're gonna uphold. I think that what our local community has done with doing a general citywide council, kink council, has yes. been fantastic. That is exactly what this community needs. Yeah, and that council is not only just with the one city, it reaches out to other cities as well. So if a predator or whoever is deemed that is unsafe and is identified as unsafe, they can be they can let another community know that, hey, this person has shown these red flags just to be aware of and so that they can't community hop like Right. Predators tend to do. They do tend to community hop, group hop, yeah. and see where they can get away with stuff. And when they stop getting away with everything, they move on to the next one. Yeah, that happens a lot. And so that, that communication does help that. And I mean, communication at every single level, the individual level, all the way up to the council and the city level. Yeah. It's fantastic. So communication, number one. Yes. Um, number two, I think inclusion. Yes. Um, there should be inclusion for everyone. So it's not this person's excluded for this reason or whatever. And there could be specific groups that are targeted for a specific type of community. But there are also groups that are open to everyone and just... You should be inclusive, whether it's, you know, LGBT... Um, people of color, people with disabilities, uh, people of all shapes and sizes, um, all sides of the slash, people that are switches. You know, there's, I don't understand the elitism in kink sometimes where, you know, the male dom, female submissive or male master, female slave is the ultimate, you know, the penultimate of kink. It's yeah. not. It shouldn't, there shouldn't be any type of exclusion at all. Mm -mm. It should be, I mean, the community is there to be the safe space for whoever wants it. Absolutely. It's. It should include everyone. Yes. So we've got communication and inclusion. What would you say the third thing would be for a healthy uh, kink community? I think one, th the, another thing we should have is making it normal. I mean, people 
when people hear the word kink or BDSM, they think, oh, it's this crazy sex thing that Satan worshippers. Yeah, that, they don't. They're they're weird. Get away from them. No, it's BDSM and kink is something that people do. That's normal. It's. I've known doctors. I've known teachers. I've known nurses, school bus drivers. I mean, I've known pretty much anyone from any walk of life, veterinary techs, you know, that are kinky. Yeah, that person that's into fisting and leather and all this, they could, they could be your local... They could be your local barbershop guy or your local grocery store clerk. I mean, it's... It's, it's so stigmatized that people think kink is this wrong thing that shouldn't happen and should be cut out of everywhere and shouldn't be anywhere because it's, it's wrong and it's not right. No, it is right. It may not be for everyone, but there are people that find that need that in their lives. They get, can't live without it. Right. They can't live without it. They, they get... It's more than just the sex and all that. It's something that it's part of who they are. And then they have this community that supports them. And it's that everybody outside of that community just stigmatizes it and puts them in a corner. It's in, in a way it's, it's similar to how the gay and LGBT community was. Still it, is sometimes. Still is sometimes how it was before it became a little more mainstream. And the pushing for the kink and BDSM to be not necessarily more mainstream, but more accepted. Accepted, yeah. And as we were recording, Mistress Amy K.S. from FetLife, one of our very good friends, asked several questions. So I figured I'd go ahead and cover them right now. I feel like we've kind of covered them over the course of discussion, but let's go ahead and answer them. Yeah. She asked, how do you find a community? I would suggest through FetLife, um, through people that you know that are kinky, um, but mainly through FetLife. I mean, go to sign up, put your location in, and you can even put a general location, and it will pull up events and groups nearby. Yeah. Uh, what do you do when you get there? Uh, well, um my first suggestion is to do your research and just explore and see what's out there before you just jump into it. I mean, you want to know what you're getting into. Not to say that that's a bad thing that you're just getting into it, but you want to know at least a little bit about it before you just go in without any clue in the world what it is. And then dealing with anxiety. So I think I said before that I've known several people that will come to Munches and sit out in the parking lot in their car the first time and not even come in. And I just, it baffles me because if you come in, it is such an accepting, loving group of people that are just willing to be your friend, willing to make you laugh, willing to talk to you about everything and anything. Yeah. I remember when I went to my very first event, I actually had to work that day, and I had to basically, once I got off work, 
to make it to the event before it ended because it was a munch, I had to go home, change, uh, and get everything, and then just leave. And like, I had to tell my mom where I was going. I was like, going to this restaurant to meet these people to talk about stuff and whatever. It's just kind of a local whatever group. And then I went there and I realized I had forgot my wallet. So I had to run back home. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't too far away from my house, but run back home, grab my wallet, and I got there just in time. They were actually wrapping up their event and packing things up and wow i got to meet the person who introduced me to everything and as soon as i met them and i wasn't i didn't meet them for long i was there maybe 20 minutes if that i just felt this big sense of relief like it's not this big grand mysterious thing they're just normal I'm not alone. They're, these are just normal people that yeah. enjoy this thing, and they have this thing that brings them all together, and that's that's the community. Absolutely. And so, yes, you may have some nerves. You may be anxious, but please don't let that stop you from coming in. You will honestly find so many open arms. Yes. Everyone is very open and accepting. And if for some reason someone isn't or shown si shows signs of anything that's negative or viewed that way, it is brought up and dealt with and that person is talked to and make sure that it's a space that is safe and everyone can be in it and they don't have to worry about anything, no judgment, no, no prejudice, no nothing. It's a community for everyone. All right. The name of this segment is the Kinky Agenda. During this segment, I plan to have some sort of actionable thing you can do to help your community, help your world, help your society. Today, all I'm going to ask you to do, go to a munch, go to an event, learn, take a class, learn something. Participate in a discussion online or in person. Wait, are you saying that's all I have to do? Yeah, that's it. All I have to do is just participate in the community? Yeah. And then th that's it? That's all I have to do? Yeah, that's the kinky agenda. Just come be one of us. One, one of us. One of us. One of us. One of us. Okay. Um, so now I'm just going to plug some of our uh, things. We've got a... <laughs> We've, we're going to have a link tree linked down below, and it's going to have our Instagram, our Patreon, our Anchor FM, which is another place you can support us, um, and, of course, Spotify. So make sure – and FetLife. I forgot we're on FetLife. Yes, FetLife. <laughs> so make sure to follow us everywhere, subscribe, uh, like, review, whatever it is you can to help us because we're selfish and we're asking for that. So, yeah. What? Well, now it's time for your dad joke. Oh. Oh, yeah? You, you want a dad joke? We're not going to do this every time. It's going to be really bad. I know. Give the people what they want. Why does a mermaid wear seashells? I don't know why. Be she, because she outgrew her seashells. <laughs>